a few teams decide to go for it at the trade deadline. And some of those teams wish they could rewind and maybe do something else. You are locked on MLB. Your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to a Locked On MLB Locked On Diamondbacks crossover. Along with my dog, Eleanor, I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully every week. I bring aboard this guy right over here, the host of Locked on Dimebacks, where we discuss the world of baseball, talk a little bit about what's happened in the desert, and get an overview about your baseball weekend. Mystery guest, please sign in and stop barking. Yes, Miller Thomas, host of the Locked on D-backs podcast, as you already mentioned. You can follow me on Twitter, my personal account, at CreatorThomas24. Look up the show account, Locked on Dimebacks, both Twitter and Instagram. Of course, we're streaming on all your podcasting platforms. And also, don't forget to hit subscribe to Locked on Diamondbacks on YouTube. Yes. Uh, yeah, you can follow us at Locked on MLB Pods on Twitter, as long as Twitter still exists. And on Instagram, um, we're still using the little bird there, not the X. Um, I'm at Sully Baseball on X Twitter and uh, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. No, I'm not on threads. Uh, evidently, I'm on Mastodon. I totally forgot I was. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm. Maybe this is a way to wean some of us off of some of these social media sites. But do you know what? How else are you going to find out about our show? But hey, um, speaking about weaning off, a couple of teams took one hard look at the trade deadline. And said, do you know what? We're close enough. Let's make a run for it. And some teams decided to keep potential trade chips. One big team decided to say, hey, we have a generational talent who could leave via free agency. We're going to go for it. In fact, we're going to make our team better. And a certain team in the desert said, hey, hey, we're still in it. We're in it to win it. And uh, wow, a bunch of teams that were on the periphery of contention have done an absolute to to create an image of another uh, animal in the desert, an absolute wily coyote falling off the side of a cliff. Um, Millard, uh, some of the games on Sunday are not over quite yet, but let's go over some of them, shall we? Mm -hmm. Um, The Boston Red Sox decided to not trade away Paxton, not to trade away Verdugo, not to trade away Pavetta. We're going to go for it. They've lost four out of five in August, including getting swept by the very team they're chasing, the Toronto Blue Jays. Hey, the Angels said, please, 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 we're not going to trade Shohei Otani. In fact, we're going to be going for it. Yeah. Well, the, they have, the game against the Mariners is not over yet, and if they win, that'll be their first win this month. They've lost their first five of this month. Hey, who else? Cleveland Guardians. Hey, they're going to go for it, aren't they? They've gone one and four in August themselves. In the National League, the Miami Marlins. Remember them? Mm-hmm. They had such great, the first part of this season, everything was coming up Miami. Not so fast. They're losing 5 nothing right now. And if they lose that, they'll be one and five for the month of August. But that is an absolute uh, dynasty. Compared to the Cincinnati Reds, who dropped their first five games 
in the month of August and are currently losing to one of the worst teams in baseball, the Washington Nationals. But don't worry, because there's still room in the wild card because a certain team in the desert, the Arizona Diamondbacks, dropped their first five games in the month of August. And how are they doing today? As of this recording, wait, how are they doing? Oh, there's they just, no. Yeah, just started. Right. Okay, they just started. But best case scenario is they'll be one in five in August. Um, in fact, the, the best thing going for Arizona and Miami is that everyone else is stinking for that last spot. What in the heck is going on here? Yeah, it's been disgusting kind of across baseball in the wild card races in both the American League and National League, not even just post uh, trade deadline, just post the all-star break. If you look at some of these second half records for the D-backs and the Marlins, like it's not very good for a lot of these teams. And that's been the only saving grace for the D-backs, you know, covering the lockdown Diamondbacks, doing that podcast every day. Like it's been pretty disgusting to watch this team basically since like mid-June, but the only saving grace is everything's been chaotic around them. So even though the D-backs have only won like 21 of their last 28 games. They're still only a game and a half back of this NL wildcard race. But it's not like I feel good about the direction the D-backs are going, especially when you got a team like the Chicago Cubs, who are now ahead of the D-backs in the standings. They're a team that's hot. All of a sudden, you look at the standings, the San Diego Padres, who are big buyers at the deadline, are only three games back of wildcard spot as well. So it's like you're going to have like eight teams vying for a wildcard spot in the National League. You got teams in the American League with Otani, and uh, you know the Cleveland Guardians, they had a very interesting weekend against the Chicago White Sox. That we'll, we'll get to. Later. We'll get to yeah. that in a little. We'll get that yeah. in a little bit. Let's we'll get. Let's... Yeah, we'll talk about that one later. So you got all this chaos right now going on in the standings. The Boston Red Sox. I mean, yeah, they could have been sellers, but they also weren't exactly buyers at the deadline either. They just kind of did nothing, which was like the most interesting thing. They bought Luis Arias, but so it's like all these teams. I didn't know what they were doing at the deadline. We didn't know if they were going to be buyers or sellers. Some teams bought, some teams sold. But at the end of the day, the standings. Are still chaos and we still don't know who's going to rise above the heat well i just say with the red sox i actually don't have a problem with them neither buying nor selling i thought they were kind of on the periphery i think they're just trying to develop the casas and the durans and the yoshitas yeah. and the bellows of the world and maybe keeping a bunch of veterans around is not the worst thing it's just that they lost those two walk-off games in san francisco as witness to one of them and if they had swept toronto they would be the third wild card team Instead, they got the doors blown off them today, and they lost some dumb games in Verdugo. Uh, he's he's just – I'm tired of these stories. They're like, well, Verdugo had a closed-door meeting with Alex. You know, yeah. you know, he's, he was late to another game. Like, yeah, buddy, you're a major leaguer, and you're, you're not going to be a major leaguer for that long in your life. How about showing up on time? Just, yeah. just, just a suggestion. Um, but it's in, you, you brought up two teams I was going to bring up myself. During the trade deadline, the Cubs had a a burst, which they had um, uh, Peterson and Stroman looked like they were going to be two of the more interesting trade chips at the deadline. So the Cubs looked around going like, um, why don't we just keep them? And I didn't know what the Padres were doing when they made the trade for Cooper from Miami, for yeah. Hill from Pittsburgh. I said, what are the Padres doing? And maybe they were prescient because maybe they took a look around and said, like, here's the thing about overachieving teams. A lot of times they get back to reality. And we see some teams that were big overachievers 
Cincinnati, you know, all these teams, Cincinnati, Miami, Arizona have been, you know, big overachievers. And they said, we're the underachievers, a slight market correction. And as of right now, San Diego's only three games out of a wild card spot with all that talent. Mm-hmm. And all it will take is for a couple of those teams ahead of them to continue, you know, dropping like a rock and for them to start playing to the level that, you know, people thought they were going to play to. And, uh, hey, yeah, uh, all of a sudden, a lot of people like me, I picked the Padres to go far in the postseason. We may not be wrong. <laughs> you know, we may not be wrong. By the way, just so you know, it is now early August. Two months ago at this time, the Pirates and the Mets were playoff teams. A lot could change in two months. A lot can change in two months. But, yeah, I, I the, the National League is, is so many teams are playing poorly. But if the, the point I wanted to make, they made this point on the Red Sox broadcast, radio broadcast. This is the worst time to go on a free fall because the trade deadline has come and gone. Mm-hmm. If these teams went on a free fall at the all-star break the way they have, although Arizona kind of did, yeah, they um, they could say, all right, well, it's not going to happen this year, so let's uh, let's trade some parts away. Uh, now they can't do that. So, you know, for some of these teams – it's uh, this is a, this is worst case scenario, and for a team like for a team like Arizona, you know they're gonna have to turn things around. Yeah, but at least in the National League, when you look at that race, everyone's in it, everyone's in the mix, everyone's within three games of a, of each other. The American League, you're free falling. It's like you look at the Yankees; they're four games back at the time of this recording. Sox are five, Angels are six and a half. So it's like if those teams start, you know, continuing this pace, like you're not going to be in the race. At least the D-backs have convinced themselves. You just got to have one good week, and then all of a sudden you're literally back in the playoffs, and then you got teams behind you they got to stay ahead of. If you're the Yankees, one bad week, and you your season's over, and you could just be out of it. We're going to be talking a little bit about the American League, but first let's hear a little something from a friend of ours named Dave. At one time or another, we all need a little financial help. That's why Dave is great. Dave can get you cash. We need a hand between paychecks and can help you build credit by settling extra cash advances on time. Dave is the banking app that's leveling the financial playing field. When you download Dave, you could get up to $500 in five minutes or less. No credit check. No late fees. As part of Dave's extra cash account, advance the money you need with no interest and then settle up later. Extra cash gives you more money to buy groceries, fill your tank, finally get your car repaired or catch up on bills without having to wait for your next paycheck. Download Dave today at dave.com slash MLB. That's dave.com slash MLB. You could get up to $500 in five minutes or less. No credit check, no late fees. Download the Dave app now or go to dave.com slash MLB for terms and conditions. Go to dave.com slash legal eligibility criteria and instant transfer fees apply. Banking services provided by Evolve member FDIC. All right, hey, uh, trivia question was asked the other day. I said, what Rangers pitcher threw the complete game that was the first ever postseason victory 
in the history of the Texas Rangers. I got a couple of guesses. Um, my buddy Marcel in Switzerland guessed Kenny Rogers. Nope. In fact, Kenny Rogers was on the opposing team when this happened. Uh, Craig Brindle got it right. It was John Burkett. Oh. The, f- the first time the Rangers ever played a postseason game was in the 1996 Division Series against the Yankees, and the Rangers won game one. And Juan Gonzalez hit a couple of home runs, and the Rangers won game one. It was John Burkett through a complete game victory for the Texas Rangers. So that's the answer to that. By the way, the Rangers won that game, and they had leads late in games two and three. That series was almost a Texas Rangers sweep in 1996. And in that parallel universe, you would have had the Rangers sweep the Yankees, and probably Joe Torre would have been fired his first year with the Yankees, and um, the the cycle would have continued, and there's no way Joe Torre would have been on in the Hall of Fame. So Joe Torre should thank goodness that the Rangers had a terrible bullpen when they won the division in 1996. But the answer is John Burkett. So there you go. We talked about that when Bryce Patrick was on, and we had a, uh, a nice we had we had a nice discussion about the Texas Rangers. Um, yeah, you made a great point about the fact that uh, you made a great point that the um, you saw the, the the American League teams that are falling apart. It, it's much it's much more damaging. Yeah, because the, the the cluster of what we have in in the National League has you could you could be as I said what some of the teams we were just casually mentioning like oh what a disastrous month some of these teams have had but the Marlins are only one game out in the loss column yeah you know the D backs are only one game out in the loss column despite all these horrible things happening and none of these teams you may have noticed are exactly playing like the 1998 Yankees right now. But the Amer- the teams that have fallen apart in the, the – I mean, look, at the Yankees are in right down in the middle of an absolute slugfest with the Astros. Um, and actually, that game's not over right now. Uh, it's 9-7 to seven, uh, as Ooh. we're recording this. Yeah, nice pitchers duel going on there. You know, the Yankees are on the outside looking in. Um, the terrible news about Domingo Herman and um, – and being out for the rest of the year with uh, with his uh, you know being treated for his alcoholism, I mean I'm I'm not making light of that. That's obviously just you know I hope he gets his I hope he gets the help he needs. Uh, just on a purely cold baseball level, that's taking away you know one pitcher from their from their rotation. Carlos Rodon might be injured, and he's yeah. been a he's been an absolute disastrous bust of a signing in year one. This is this is Ed Whitson all over again. For people my age, Ed Whitson was a, a big acquisition for the Yankees and he absolutely flopped. Uh, more recent, like uh, Carl Pavano, Kei Igawa. Guess what? It looks like we're going to add Carlos Rodon to that list. And, um, and Severino's been awful. So, I mean, Garrett Cole has been a revelation. Garrett Cole has been spectacular. But, you know, do the Yankees have the pitching to make up four games in the standing? We know the Red Sox don't. And Seattle might. I don't know. But you're asking for a team like Toronto to fall apart. And Toronto is playing well. They're 13 games above 500 right now. And they have the talent that a lot of people were picking them to win the division. So, I mean, they're playing they're playing like the teams you're expecting. If you look at all the teams that are like the, the Rangers and the 
Orioles are playing very well. Minnesota is has won enough games that they're now four games above 500. So it's no longer a, you know a sub 500 team winning, and that means Cleveland is is falling like a rock. Um, but man, I, I I brought this up before the trade deadline. I brought this up in a video short I shot. Someone wrote yawn. Uh, when I said this, but I'm not wrong. You may, it may make you fall asleep. The Angels' disastrous decision to not trade Shohei Otani. I said he had to do one of two things. Sign Shohei Otani. Find out what the number is and sign him. If you can't do that, you have to trade them. They did the worst possible thing was they did neither. They are now, a, as of this recording, they're a 500 team. They could be a sub-500 team again. And get nothing for Shohei Otani. And each week this goes by, and they're falling further and further, the more disastrous this decision is going to be for for Anaheim. Well, at the time, I actually didn't mind what uh, the Angels were doing. Because if the Angels were playing good right now, and they were in the wild card mix, then I think we would have a different feeling about how they handled the deadline. But because it is going so poorly, and now it feels like with every day that they lose a game, it feels like the odds of Otani leaving is going to increase. But at the time, I was like, I'm pro what the Angels, the zag that the Angels did, where it's like, let's build the contender right now. Let's try to make the postseason. Let's try to contend while we still have this guy. And then maybe they'll convince him to stay, as long as we give him the number that he wants you know, that that's the part find out what that number was whether or not they whether or not they acquired Scher, Scherzer and Verlander it didn't matter you had to say are you going to free I mean that was the key you know they made the the trade with Giolito I was fine with that too they said we're going to go for it but that also has to go with and here's the contract otherwise you're just banking that Lucas Giolito is going to lead the team to victory He's been on this team for six seasons. They've had six seasons to build a contender. You know, this is not like, oh, now you're figuring. This is the team that's doing the homework on the bus. Oh, I forgot to do the homework. I'm on the bus. Now you're trying to put together a pitching staff? When you had Garrett Cole as a free agent a few years ago? You didn't get him, so we got Anthony Rendon. Oh, that's what the pitching staff needed. A third baseman who now can't even play. I'm sorry. I know people are tired of me saying this, but it just, it it baffles me. And he is, there is a better chance that I'm signing with the Angels than Shohei Otani. I'm just I'm just not making it a 0% chance because I do think Otani would prefer to stay with the Angels as long as the Angels pony up the money, which at the end of the day is going to be the biggest question. But I do think because humans are emotional creatures, if the Angels were to make the postseason, if they were on track to make the yeah, postseason, and then but they're like not. That- and then had like an ALCS run. Maybe Otani's like, you know what? The vibes are good once again. I see the Angels front office finally doing some things. I want to resign. But the money could be the same whether they made the postseason or not made the postseason. But helping making the playoffs could have changed the Otani destiny. And then if you still offer the money and you don't make the playoffs, maybe Otani's like, you know what? If the Dodgers are going to offer the same amount, I'm just going to go there because I know they're never going to be a winner here in Anaheim um, at the very least. But I just thought it was kind of funny just because uh, maybe not funny, but looking at the Rodon contract and just talking about that free agent class the last year because it was so loaded. When you look at a lot of these deals, 
for the players. Uh, a lot of these players have not lived up to their contracts this season. Mm-hmm. We go from DeGrom to Correa to Turner to Rodon to Bogart to Dansby Swanson. I mean, Aaron Judge has been in and out the lineup. Like, basically, every top 10 highest-paid player from this past offseason has either been hurt this year or has super underperformed that contract. And I just think, I don't know if we're going to have another reckoning in the in the near future with how we see an MLB for agents, you know, back in the 2017, 2018, 2019 class when it felt like superstars weren't signing until spring training now the last couple of free agent classes like these contracts were handed out super quick all these players were getting these nine ten-year deals i wonder if we're going to have another reckoning soon when we get to the free agency class and you're like you know what maybe i don't want to hand out these long-term deals i think there's a couple of factors first of all i think there's a better chance that otani plays for the devils than he does play for the angels but that's a whole different story wow. okay. um switching sports um i think there was a, there was another issue going on when like remember when machado and Bryce Harper were floating around and they didn't sign until well into yeah you know, well into spring training. Um, I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that no one was sure about the upcoming uh, uh, labor agreement. So I do think that that was that was that was a looming factor that you know there was there was a collective bargaining agreement was going to end and they couldn't be a hundred percent sure. You know, if there was going to be a work stoppage or anything like that, I th- I think that probably played a little bit bit of a of an issue um, for though when you had two MVP candidates just floating there. Um, yeah, I think it's funny that when you look, the Yankees desperately need left-handed power and infield depth, and you know, Bryce Harper and Manny Machado were just sitting there. All it cost, all it would have cost them was money. Um, it wouldn't would even cost a draft pick to bring in Machado. Uh, and it's just surreal that they wound up bringing in essentially Isaiah Kiner Falefa and Andrew Benintendi instead. I think they would be fine now if they had Harper and Machado, but that's a different thing yeah. altogether. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, you have had some free agents contracts recently pan out well. And you've had some be disastrous. The thing that I'm wondering is the fact that there is a real possibility that the top three payrolls in baseball will miss the playoffs altogether. And if that's the case, um, I don't think people are going to be slashing payroll, but I think it's going to put a lot more emphasis on play on the money being put into player development rather than signing the big, huge honking free agents. Um, I do think there's going to be uh, I do think there's going to be a reluctance to sign older players if the game is getting more athletic, if the game is getting more fast paced, um, and I think that that's um, I think that will that's that will be a dangerous part of this team of the of the future. But um, yeah, and I think what happened with the Mets is going to be a little bit of a warning sign. You know, like hey, you can't just you can't just sign. Every big free agent expect everything to click. Same thing with San Diego. But watch San Diego win. Watch the Cubs freaking win. But yeah, you're right. This it's this is why you can't always do the who are the winners and who are the losers of an offseason until the next offseason. I think I think one thing you and I should do uh, this November is take a look at all the major deals from last offseason and see which ones panned out and which ones didn't. 
Oh, yeah. That would be a, a super fun um, episode to do. My one final point on this AL wildcard race, and tell me if you feel the same way. Do you feel like there's actually only one wildcard spot up for grabs in the American League? Because that top spot yeah. is going to go to either Baltimore or Tampa. Oh, Bay. yeah. Oh, the, the, absolutely. And I'm starting to think less and less that that third one is up for grabs. Okay. Uh, I think, no, abso- I absolutely agree with you. I think, you know, either Baltimore or Tampa. Houston, and, I think, is a lock. I don't care it, if it's only half game. No, 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 Houston, no, Houston, Houston has the talent to do it. So it's you're gonna have Baltimore, Tampa, Texas, Houston. Those are four that are in there. Obviously, Minnesota because of the central. Yeah. Um, Toronto is a very talented team with a lot of talented players. And the and I think the X factor is Alec Manoa. I think Alec Manoa, if he pitches well, um, that's like acquiring a another starter and i think that that's you know that you traded bad alec manoa for good alec manoa um but uh i think uh i think toronto is gonna get i mean it, it they'll have to have an absolute collapse and you know the yankees mariners red or red Sox, or you know maybe nominally the angels uh will have to go on a major run and i don't see any of those teams having the horses to make a real major run, especially the Red Sox who got swept. You got to win those head to head games. You got to absolutely win those head to head games and they got swept. So what are you going to do? I was going to say, if you had to pick a AO wildcard team from that second tier, a wildcard from that second tier wildcard contenders from the Mariners to the angels, if you had to pick one of those teams to potentially get hot for a couple of weeks at the end of the season, who would you pick? Seattle, Seattle. Seattle. I don't trust the Yankees pitching staff. I don't trust the Red Sox depth. I don't trust the Angels at all. The Mariners are a talented team. Um, so I think, the, you know, if of that group. Yeah, just those would, four teams. Of that group, yeah, but I don't see any of them re- realistically making that big run. No. And the Blue Jays still got some upside in the second half. I mean, Bo Bichette has been hurt recently, too. So if you get him, too, for your stretch run, Dalton Varsho, I still think he's a second half baseball player. So maybe he could get hot as he's had a pretty down season as well. So I still think there's X factors there for the Blue Jays. Meanwhile, you look like you look at a team like the Yankees. Players are starting to get hurt. Team like the Red Sox. I mean, Trevor Story, isn't he in double A, triple A right now? And Chris Sale. Yeah, Chris Sale is going to come up soon. I mean, yeah, it would be fun. I just don't see it happening. Um, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, look at some of us need to have a place to talk about our life, talk about the bad up and downs that we've been having. It's been a stressful last bunch of years. And I'm not going to lie to you, you can't always go at it on your own. I've reached out to help. I've been in therapy. And you got to face sometimes some tough choices in your life and the pathway to peace and happiness in your life. It's not always clear. And whether you're dealing with decisions about your career, I have sons who are about to start college. I had a death in my family not too long ago. All these things can happen at once. And if you're going to trust yourself to make those decisions, do you know what? You sometimes need to get some help. And that's why I would recommend better help. Now look at, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and if it doesn't work, you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map 
with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnMLB to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOnMLB. All right, just uh, for those of you looking at the, the, the rundown, uh, tomorrow's show is going to include Millard and I doing a segment talking about the big, huge fight in Cleveland um, and the fact that – and the, the whole Tim Anderson um, – was it Tim Anderson, Jose Ramirez mess? Yeah. Hey, I'm going to do a quick piece of Cy Young trivia for today's trivia question. The Cy Young trivia is this. It's actually about Cy Young. Which franchise did Cy Young pitch the greatest number of innings for in his career? Cy Young, the greatest pitcher of his era. We've named the award after him. Which team did he spend the biggest share of his career playing for? What was the name of the team that Cy Young spent the biggest chunk for? Go look it up. Tell me. Send the answers to Sully Baseball on X Twitter or Locked On MLB on Twitter. Locked On MLB Pod, sorry, on Twitter and Instagram. Miller Thomas, tell people where you are. You can follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account. Look up Locked On Dimebacks on Twitter, Instagram for the podcast handle. We're on all your streaming platforms, of course, as well. And please hit subscribe on the Locked On Dimebacks YouTube channel. All right. And you can follow us. I told you all the places. Talking about the free fallen. In all of the wild card races, this has been a locked on MLB, locked on Diamondbacks crossover. I'm your pal Sully. That's Miller Thomas. Let's fist pump.